My name is Friendly Rich, and this is a uh, this is the first of of fifty podcasts that we plan on doing. We're now committed to seventy five podcasts uh, discussing industry tactics with various musicians across the city. The first musician that we speak with is the legendary, a wizard. Some say a wizard is never late. Jeff Burke is always late. We talk a lot about his lateness. How he tries to not be late. We talk about how he's a one-of-a-kind bassoonist in the city of Toronto, and he plays the theremin. You're going to love this. We get into the fact that he doesn't alter his state at all. All he does is fills his head with a whole bunch of knowledge. He's in love with life, and we love him. Jeff Burke. Because I, I like it gives a sense of comfort. Okay. But it's up to you. If you, if you don't like it, can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear myself. The yeah, mic's right behind you, right? Here, like, we can turn it. Okay. So. Oh, look at that. Look at this. That looks good. Oh, there's the laugh. <laughs> there it is. That looks good to me. So uh. good. So good. You doing well? Yeah. I think it's just, things, things seem to be happening in, in a nice, like, just things picking up one by one and and just neat opportunities and you know artists have those your, your, your moments of artistic doubt or you know yeah. am I crazy well I mean you always know you're crazy you are crazy yeah. <laughs> um, and and so there's there's been a lot of sort of sort of added validation yeah. um, to sort of confirm that you know I mean, I always feel I'm doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, you totally are. You've morphed. You've bloomed, man. You've <laughs> bloomed into the wizard madman that you are. Well, were you always that way, though, as a kid? You were probably a little bit... Were you always, like, late and, 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 and there strange? Are, there late are, and strange. There are um, things noted in kindergarten. For, Come on. Being, being, being late over and over again and um wow wow and and various weird stories with teachers because um I, I i i guess i see things sort of strangely from time to time and i mean part of it is i did seem to start reading a little early my dad was really good at getting like when i was uh three we'd go to the library all the time yeah and so i was reading stuff so by the time you know kindergarten i was reading and i was doing all my numbers and um and, and 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 not just sort of reading, you know, C spot run. It was reading, right. you know, with other sort of things of how things work. Um, okay. So example, I built a lamp in senior kindergarten. Whoa, Jeff Burr. <laughs> it was a real simple thing. Just the kindergarten had we had there was a, a wood station like a like a you know, little um, vice and 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 a bench and a hammer and um, I had already had you know been sort of play you know, stick the finger in the sock and all those sort of things and, and so yeah. reading about okay well electricity needs like a a path the electric it goes in one side and out the other so i thought i was just hammering around i thought oh you know i sort of hammered a bunch of nails in a circle I thought mm. i could probably make this a lamp if i had like a circle of nails and a nail in the middle and then just run the wire to one one wire around the outside and the other one to that to this to the center and did that and Laugh. <laughs> How old? This would have been s- crap. Um, you said six or seven. Okay. Yeah. Wow, it's, Jeff Burke. Just weird. Weird. Jeff Burke. <laughs> um, and other funny things like, um, I would well occasionally I would and I, I can't remember the details. I do remember challenging, you know. Correcting teachers in grade two, things like that. Yeah. Um, was, so, no, I remember reading that was such and such. You know, a <laughs> great, great teacher. Um, I mean, I was, I was, I was a rude kid. I was yeah. very polite, but um, 
I was I I was curious about everything. I yeah. was constantly reading, and um, and and just this 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 need to learn more. And mm. um, and then when I noticed things were different than what I'd learned, you know, either you know ask questions or 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 perhaps they could be wrong. Mm. Yeah, for sure they could be at that at any age. <laughs> at any age. Now you okay. So uh-huh. you, this is the first of a podcast that we're uh-huh. trying to launch. So you're like the oh. guinea pig wizard <laughs> that we're looking to dig deep. I think into. it's going to be a high standard set right now. Oh yeah. boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. And I like you're. We all know that you're one of a kind. Like there's only one damn Jeff Burke on the planet. It seems and to be. I feel really fortunate to know you and be, and and uh, you're. You obviously know that you're quirky. Yes. yes. Right. That was. I you know. I I think it was probably about, it's about grade three, grade two, grade three. It's like, all the other kids seem to really not like being in school, and all I could, th- you know, summer comes around. It took mm. me about a one week into summer to think. Why can't school start? Why can't I have school now? Why can't mm. I be learning all these things? Um, and, and this was where? Where did you go to? I um I went to a school in Etobicoke, um, public school in uh. Etobicoke. It's, uh. a, it's called Braeburn up in um, the Rexdale area. Oh, okay. And um, and so that was around grade three was the point where I think I'm kind of different from other kids. Uh-huh. And... And you never look back. And and and, and you know, and I was like, you know, I don't mind. You know, right. I, I like I like no like wanting to learn learn things, and I don't understand why everybody else doesn't want to just keep learning more and more. Yeah. Um, and so I was a bit of a loner. Uh-huh. I mean, I had the odder friend or so, but most of the part, um, I was just I was different, and and I I kind of sort of. I'd, I'd come comfortable with that and, and didn't really didn't really have a peer group until oh, and I mean I had one or two close friends but it wasn't really until maybe um, junior high where I started to run into a, you know find other kids that were in a parallel kind of quirky frame as I misfits yeah the, and who's the, your family like who is that family of like uh, weir- uh, weirdos, weirdos. Uh, including do you know life. any of them still <laughs> yeah I, I mean uh, I feel like it, we're, uh, we're, the, we're family on that yeah. on that regard well a, a good chunk you a good chunk of them came out of my birthday party um, right they right. Um, there was there's this one group of us um, in high um, the, I, I met one of them before high school and the rest of them you know, in high school, and we were, we were the, I don't know, we were the not quite troublemakers, but mm-hmm. we, you know, we met, you know, when, when it came to picking courses, we, we, we'd go in and we'd, we'd talk to the secretaries and the, and the, um, and the, the vice president, the people that were in charge, and like, we were very friendly with the staff, and mm-hmm. so we could usually, you know, by the second day, readjusted our, our schedule so we had like you know five classes all in common you know no matter you know every year we would we'd, we'd t- mm. tweak things like that mm. and um you know teachers would let us stay in the classrooms after after hours and i mean even um even the, like made friends with the custodial staff and i had one funny story in grade it was grade, grade 11 um i was um, in the music in the music room, and it was like seven in the evening. Mm. So as you know, school's usually done by that time. And I'd you know I'd, I'd stay in the music room and practice, or I'd I'd play with arrangements, and I like I was always. When did that start? Um, making arrangements and things. M- music in um, general. Oh, I started playing piano back in 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 senior kindergarten grade one. Okay. Um, the first. Oh, Three four years we didn't have a piano, so um, what we had was a um, a dummy keyboard, um, piece of cardboard shape of a piano, mm-hmm. and so I would da 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 and and learn to to for sing and then try to be playing you know da 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 and 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 hear it in my head, mm-hmm. and so um, it wasn't until it was about grade four that I was able to get permission f- um, from 
somebody, one of the officials of the school to be able to, to stay after school and practice in the public schools. Um, the piano, so it was the first time I actually had like a piano other than my lesson. Um, yeah. And, and I just always got more and more interested in, 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 in music and then um, did recorder. But I didn't start playing bassoon until grade nine. Grade nine. That's when you that's met when I started your my bassoon, your partner. Yes. Um, wow. Nineteen seventy-eight. Um, I can look up at a perpetual calendar because yeah. it's the first Friday after Labor Day. What's perpetual calendar? What is it's, that? It's it's um, it's a chart with four or fourteen different calendars. Though the fourteen different ways our calendar can be set up. Okay. And then it has a table, and for every year, it'll tell you which one of those charts represents what a year what that what the month and day arrangement is and that's when you found your bassoon well no 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 i mean i just i i I found the bassoon on the first friday of the labor day weekend of grade nine which is 1978 so i can look on one of those calendars and say okay 1978 uh, whatever that whatever the the first friday um in on september that's the day actually i i I posted on, on facebook about my bassooniversary Huh. Uh, that's what I called it. It was a, the, my 37th bassooniversary. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 37 years from when I first started playing why, bassoon. Why, why the bassoon? Yeah. Were you, is it one of those things where like you were a, the, the right, you know, the big kid in class who they were like, you're the bassoon? Well, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm not, I was never really a tall kid, mm-hmm. but I've always had the large hands. It's a, mm-hmm. My dad has the same sort of thing. But um, actually, in grade nine, the teacher gave me the clarinet first. I I was pretty sure I didn't. I was not going to do brass. Just that that didn't really appeal to me. So he gave me the clarinet, and by that time, having played recorder for about three or four years, and played in recorder ensembles, and having played piano for for the period that I had, I figured, okay, it's not. I'm not new to this music thing. I I, I know what's going on and how and how and particularly with with the recorder okay this looks like a pretty straightforward setup yeah. so i had this really high expectation that it might take me a day or so to work out the fingerings and it actually the concept of where the fingerings are came pretty quickly mm-hmm. so the only thing in my head was okay well now i'm going to start sounding like those the classical recordings my parents have so working through the you know just trying a basic scale on the clarinet um, as, as a clarinet player, you know the very first time you play a clarinet, you usually don't sound like a classical recording. Right. You get those squeak squawks and all these horrible sounds, and, and it's, it's a little frustrating. Um, and so after one, you know, spending a whole evening, um, spending the whole of Tuesday evening trying to make music with this clarinet, I was very frustrated. But I figured, well, maybe the other day. Yeah. So Wednesday... Um, Took it home right after school. Worked on it for three or four hours. Knowing I was definitely getting the fingerings right, but I couldn't do the I squeak, squawk, splat, loop. You know, even and so okay, let me try one of my some one of my own tunes. And you know, I could hear from the piano experience. I hear things in my head. What do you mean? What are your own tunes? Like a composition? Yeah, like like yeah. A, I you know, I can picture a melody in my head. Okay. So let's try to do that. Okay. Cool. Wow. No, not happening. I I could picture all this music I wanted to play. So the music in your head wasn't getting through the instrument. Was not getting through the instrument. I gave it till Thursday. And <laughs> yeah, I, give it a solid week before you. Yeah, play. So, you know, before you I, master an instrument. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Friday, I I go back to to Mr. Herlihy. Mr. Herlihy. Herlihy. Yeah, Herlihy. Frank G. Herlihy. Yeah. Um, and I said I don't want to play clarinet. Yeah. This is not an instrument for making music with. Um, I want a different instrument. I want something with a, a more rounded tone, maybe lower, mm. and something that doesn't squeak. Mm. And so he put the bassoon together, played a couple notes. I was like, wow. Yeah. That sound. It, it was that sound was it was it. It was the sound. And and I thought you know. Okay, yeah, I guess I remember them talking about you know, when, they, when they talked about all the instruments. Yeah, I think they, they mentioned that because I, I hadn't really thought of the bassoon. I just wanted definitely something that was not clarinet. <laughs> um, but it was, this is the instrument. And I was like, this is different. Mm. This is kind of quirky sounding. This is definitely me. I, I definitely, like, 
that the from the first sound it was it was the instrument and I knew for sure and it's been my my instrument all the time um later on I did actually go back to try and to play the clarinet and and, and as a exercise in in grade 11 as that was that 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 where that year I was telling you about where I got in trouble with with one of the new vice principals but I basically worked through all the all the wind and brass instruments and got to the point where um I could I could play a melody of 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 my but you're I, you're known for uh, you, you know what's really interesting about Jeff Burke is that you're known for like is, is association with the bassoon, right? Uh, when I yeah. think of you, I think of bassoon. It's but now bassoon. I think of you. I mean, we're going to talk uh -huh. about you and theremin, uh -huh. of course, which right. is an amazing addition that you've managed to just build into your whole persona and who the hell you are. But uh -huh. um, man, I just that's really fascinating to so, me that, that I mean, moment I of putting could, together the bassoon and like just, that moment of magic of connecting with it was like, uh, it it. I mean, I know the the word electric, but it yeah, was just like yeah. it was like wow. And um, I, give me Chang, gave me read, and, and and then I could I could do it. I could I could I could play the things in my head that you know that afternoon. I could do it. But now I know your personality, and I'm I'm like, have you? You're you're special and and kind of fucked, right? We know that about you. <laughs> We know that about you. Like uh, I, we we once spent a week together in Montreal, and a uh, uh, bunch of us in a house, and we were playing every night at, at uh, this the theater. Cafe in, 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 Okay, so there's some funny stories there. Remember you when he, going into the? We'll talk about the the Pussy Corpse later. Uh, Remember that you I got did. a gig yeah. at the uh, the the nudie <laughs> parlor, but um, yeah, because Jeff will find a gig anywhere, but but. You, we all went to bed, uh -huh. and you stayed up all night reading like a Dan Brown book that you had already read, and that out. tells me that you've probably been staying up all night a lot, eh? Yeah. Learning the bassoon, mm -hmm. probably listening to all the orchestral music, all the jazz, all the music ever written for bassoon. Building um, lamps. Building <laughs> lamps. Um, I've I've rebuilt my theremin a couple times. Had, so <laughs> like some very I I'm I don't mean this in an offensive way. Uh -huh. I mean no. it in a completely like I'm fascinated uh -huh. by you, Jeff. But how, what are, what is your sleep? Uh, and then when you sleep, like you've got a whole other uh, thing other going thing, on. Yeah. The, yeah but well, what is your sleep like? Like what what do you? It's messed up. <laughs> um, it's because your damn brain, right? Because it, 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 it never really shuts shut up. up. It, it basically, I'm I'm awake and my mind is going, 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 going until it shuts down. Because because you've also seen it like where I'm there and yes. I just I'll just fade out. If 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 my brain is not yeah. if it's not working, it says okay. Screensaver mode, and I just I, yeah. I cut out. So like you see that like if I'm driving driving in a car, we're having a conversation. But yeah. if if I'm not, if my brain isn't engaged enough, You're it, right. just, it just says okay, you okay. can you okay. can you can take a screensaver moment. And but then the the flip side is you also see me in a screensaver mode, and then I can pop in. Just remember, like we're yeah. you're having you guys are having a conversation, and I'm gone, and then I'm. I'm awake and I'll just I can jump into a conversation yeah. almost instantly. Yes, like I was never not there. Right, which is strange because we've been talking about you the entire time that you were asleep. No, uh. when when you when you when you go into screensaver mode, is there uh. almost like a certain relief there from because yeah. the all of the me mechanism the of your brain is just sort of just shuts yeah, down. Yeah, it it, it 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 is it's it's soothing. I mean, I. I like being in the sort of tranquil mode, but I also like thinking about things like, mm -hmm. um, like you know, the stuff I do in the pedal. Like people say, "Well, how do you figure that out?" I don't know. As I'm walking down the street, I'm like, "Okay, if I take that song and if I use the first two bars of there mm -hmm. and the third bar of that, mm -hmm. and I do the, you know, and so these musical calculations on how to arrange things on my pedal, how how other songs and how things can be arranged. My brain is always sort of trying to." How can I make that work? Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's really beautiful and concerning at the same time. I yeah. mean, like, like we've seen your daughter, Saren, like saying, I, re I specifically remember us at the Cameron house one night. It must have been two in the morning. Everyone's going home. 
You've got your at the mo- at that time, Saren must have been probably a little awesome. n- You know, yeah. twelve. Yeah, uh. and you're going. Um, we're just gonna go to late night heavy metal karaoke, and then we'll retire. And she's going, Dad, you gotta be up in the morning. We're going home. <laughs> just one tune at the late night heavy metal <laughs> karaoke, and then of course we'll retire. Uh-huh. You, you you don't stop. It's I, amazing. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's, strange. it's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's really beautiful. It's funny because it's. Uh, I suppose there's part of me that's I'm kind of an obsessive, but I mean it's not. Yes. It's 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 a weird obsessive kind of thing that just. You're in love with all things. I mean, do you? So here's another question. Then uh-huh. it is obsessive and in uh-huh. a, in a beautiful way. Like you're in mm. love with knowledge. knowledge. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like I'm totally right yeah. behind you. Um. But uh, you've probably found that to be, I would imagine, like a, a challenge, yeah, at times. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. that goes without saying, I guess, right? Yeah. But, yeah. like, uh, oh, man, do you, when you're delving into these worlds, uh, how does it, oh, I just, I'm, I lost what I was going to ask you. How, do, how does what happened there, Jack? So, I mean, part of it is, I, I know, is that I seem to... Things cross-connect all the time. It's, yeah. That seems to be part of it. I mean, I also sort of... One of the things I think about is how I think. Because I'm, I'm curious because not everybody seems to do what I do. You don't, no. And so I'm, I'm like, but how did I do that? Or how... Or like what I'm playing. Because you've also seen me... Well, I mean, you've, you've also met other musicians that can work... You, you can say, okay, I'm going to play this tune, and they're just there. Mm-hmm. And how do they know what's going to happen? People mm-hmm. are saying, how do you know how to play, but you've never known that, learned that song? Well, I kind of see it. It's, it's um, I've, the, the best metaphor I had is a friend of mine who has, this, has a kind of parallel talent, but mm-hmm. his is for, um, for planning and organization. He's really good with strategy. And okay. so for him, he says, when somebody says, okay, I'd like to do such and such, the moment they start describing what they want to do, yeah. he he sees he sees the goal, and he oh, oh and you lend me this, and he also says it's for me it's like looking down a corridor, and the 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 door at the end is there, and I can see the other doors that you'll pass, and I can also see the obstacles that are on the floor that you're going to have to walk around to safely get to the end. Mm. When I hear a song, that's kind of what happens. It's like all of a sudden, the pattern of how the song can go is sort of there all at once to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, it, it's not that I know what the song is, but I can see the potential of where it can go. And I go, okay, well, I can go here. I can play this. Um, this will sound really good right about here. And, um, and it's as if I know it, but it's just like I... I, it's like I can see it from another dimension, it's, if that makes it's sense. It's the Matrix. It's, it's like weird it's, Matrixy you're, thing, you're yeah. You're Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much are. Yeah. You're the musical Neo. Well, I, fuck, uh, I lost what I was going to... I lost okay. my train of thought. I was on okay. something really nice there. Something about how it's I connect okay. things? It's okay. I, I was going to say it's uh-huh. like... Uh, it's like you approach things in a, in a very mechanical way. You talked about putting together the lamp, putting together the bassoon, mm-hmm. putting together... Uh, it's like your your brain is in and your approach is mechanical. It's pieces it's, and, and that's, manufacturing. That's half of it. That's the funny thing is it's this mechanical like there's a lot of part of the reading gives me a lot of theory grounding in a yeah. lot of lot of areas. Mm-hmm. So how and why things work is very much what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But while I'm doing it, it's there's a weird parallel thing. Like when I'm playing, I'm thinking, okay, this key, this chord, this thing. And then there's also a, this will kind of feel right and this will have a nice mood. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a weird sort of mechanical, technical thing going on while a more... Um, artistic? Artistic thing. Like the, the, the technical, artistic, expressive thing, they're, they're running in parallel and kind of giving each other hints, sort of, okay... This will feel right, and then the theory side says, "Yeah, because it'll be the the, the, the the secondary dominant of such." And then it's just there okay, you go. Then, yeah, so like that's sort of happening. <laughs> so here's some train of thought on on how uh, your mind and what how I see it. Like uh, you, that Dan Brown night when he just he literally stayed up all night 
First of all, I think you had... Did you have a show the next day? Of course. Yeah. So we were all sleeping, and he's in the kitchen on a cell phone talking and reading at the same time. And you're I staying thought, in an apartment? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, so you're obviously in love with knowledge and and cranberry juice. I noticed that about you. So so I wonder, like, part of me thinks, like, I, have, did you ever, was there ever a period in your life where you drank, if, if that's a personal question, like booze, uh, or is it always... You're in love with... You don't search escape. You mean you, something to dull? Yeah, you don't no. get out of your mind, do you? You're always um, in your mind. Basically, the the closest... The, the only... Um, I mean, I've had some experiences in, in high school yeah. with inhaling pure oxygen during science experiments. There we go. That's, that's the closest. The only, uh, <laughs> um, see, I called it. Doesn't, that, in, doesn't that enhance the brain the, function? And, and, the, and the other thing that that's gives me out of my brain is yeah. when I have been sufficiently sleep deprived yeah, that I go. free associate. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other, that's that's the that the biggest out of out of my mind thing. What about like I, a, you ever have a four hour nosebleed? That's mm. great. That's a great time. That's a great time. Nah, can't say I've ever tried that. It's a that. cheap night out. Most people put shit into their bodies. Oh. If you take a lot of it out, right. man, let me tell you. Right. Wow. Yeah, so really. Um, pure oxygen. That brain is pure. You've not. That was an Cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never had alcohol. You've never, I've never had, had tobacco. I've never, never had, had marijuana. I've yeah, never had. Yeah. I mean, I've. You don't I've, need it. There have been. I mean, I've had medications. You yes. know, like you know, yes. wisdom teeth. You know, they 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 do that thing. Mm. Another but, fond memory is you with the Percocet. Yes, remember? <laughs> At, uh, we were at the take, zero take gravity. We were at the we we're at the zero gravity lounge <laughs> there doing uh, the circus. Where is that? The, in the East End. It's oh, that, zero that's gravity the circus, oh, yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were playing yeah. a show there, and I remember you coming in. And something had happened to your back or something, and you said, "I've taken a few Percocet pills, and I'm feeling pretty light in the loafers." At the moment. You were you were messed. It didn't affect your playing at all, but you were a, a, you, was, you were kind of light on in, in your uh, in your yeah, strut that, that night. Was, I remember yeah. that man. Because that's 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 not a normal my my normal process yeah. is to to be. In, in in my eccentricity, I've always been grounded. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, That's yeah. Do, do you ever worry though about you, this your brain as like uh, this receptacle? And do you ever do you ever worry that it's kind of overflowing and that your maybe stuff's going in and and stuff's hmm. spilling out? Like do you need or, to or reset? you know eventually mm. in the future? You know, like I I'm I I'm also somebody who like picks up tidbits of information and then uh. somehow it lands in there and then it's it's in me, and then I'll I can talk about whatever uh, the uh, the long-eared owl suddenly, right. and then I wonder if after fifty more years of doing that, am I gonna be, you know, cross-wired? Uh, am I, you know? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Good question. No, um, no. See, part of it in in that sort of eccentric groundedness mm-hmm. is is that um, kind of. A sense of being able to deliberately put myself in in into most of the necessary states I need. I mean, one of the reasons why, I mean, people use various things for relaxing mm-hmm. or or to be energized um, or to be calm. Um, most of the time, I'm just calm, and you know, like I don't necessarily find that I. Where somebody says, you know, I I need to I need to drink a little bit to be comfortable enough to to, to perform or mm-hmm. or to go up on stage and sing, um, I just do it. Yeah. And and so whether it's okay, I need to be hyped to do something, or I need to be chill to do something, um, in that eccentric groundedness, I just kind of get there i've seen and then so i was really reminded of you i watched this uh duke ellington documentary have you seen that documentary where they show him on tour with his band and uh at the end of one of the gigs he stays up all night writing a tune by the piano (laughs) and the tour manager comes in the next day and says like like here's a lemon water hot water and lemon And a steak, but we gotta go to the next city. And he's doing the Jeff Burke, like just 
we'll go and the shaman has finished writing, you know, the next <laughs> tune. And, and it, I was like, there's Jeff Burke. Like that, that's the same brain. Yeah. That's been, the same wow. brain. Never shuts would, off. Just, just keeps going until like, till, till you, oh man, that's you, amazing. You yeah. yeah. Wow. I wouldn't have, I mean, I mean, I sort of wouldn't put myself in, 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 in Elliton's category, but, you gotta check it but out. I'd be like, yeah, that, wow. Yeah, okay. lemon water. Uh, and lemon he water. also was not kind of an untainted body, Duke Ellington. He was yeah. experimented with uh, substances and mm-hmm. okay, right. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Lots, I, I, I don't know enough. I mean, lots of. I mean, I mean, there are lots of performers that do. Mm-hmm. Are, um, yeah. I would say a majority, but yeah, there there are a few of them that I mean, like say Sun Ra was yeah. one that um, never never mm-hmm. did any any anything. He he was very much about. Um, for want of a, a, a term, a sort of body purity, mind purity sort of a thing. And is there kind of like a philosophical thing there for you? Like, are you trying to be straight edge or have you just, or are you just being yourself just, and there's no way to... It's hard to... I, I don't know if I can really just separate it. I mean, it's yeah. sort of how sure. I've always been and how I've always seen it. And then um, I've having... You know, I don't know, at some point where it's like, well, I've never needed to do it. Mm. Why would I... I mean, it's sure. It's never broke. <laughs> I don't know. I got you. And, and well, the, I mean, other than the fact that I'm, I'm kind of weird. <laughs> the Sun Ra comparison is a great one. Like I, I saw Jeff. Jeff performed a few times yeah. with the orchestra, and like I've never, and like I, I feel that you are at home on stage when uh, we're when we yeah. work together, and I've seen you in many other contexts. But the context when you were most at home, uh-huh. I think, was like. When they gave you that damn the, the, the robe, robe uh-huh. and like you were, you were, because you're known to me to be like fiddling through charts and just like, you know, it's kind of like there's shit always moving around you. Use this as you, like the mad science kind of like papers everywhere, like your tank. Where's your tank right now? It's, <laughs> it's in the other room, hall, yeah. crushing all their stuff. And, uh, and then to see like 15 other guys on stage fiddling through all their crap they've got i mean wow. they've, they've got all those charts i mean from saturn uh, yeah although the craziest thing the first time i played with them i didn't mm-hmm. have charts okay it was whacked it was well i mean well the whole process of of um going to see them mm-hmm. I've, I've told you the story where i i it had been my birthday and i'd um had sort of just done random errands of the day there really wasn't uh, you know, I'm gonna do something for my birthday. Until after I'd done all these errands, thought you know, I should probably do something. And yeah. and then just sort of reading through the now, I was like, holy crap, they're in town. That would be amazing. And then I look at the price. Well, I can't afford that. So I I called up the sound man, um, oh, Howard. Howard, yes. Yeah. And I said, could I watch them do a sound check? You know, I'd say, you know, if I can't see the show, if I could just, just, just you know, touch the robe, <laughs> yeah. sort of, that would still be an experience. And he said, well. They don't really do sound check. They just, you know, they tell me what I need to have ready for them, and they come in and do it. Yeah. So he's talking to, um, I think it was Elliot Lefko. I'm not. I, I think it was Elliot was booking it. I, I may have that name the wrong. Gar, Gary Gary Top. Gary's Gary. Right. Gary Gary Gary. Gary. And um, so how I guess Howard was talking to him, and Gary said, "Oh yeah, Jeff. Well, tell him if he can get half of it together." Yeah, that'll be fine. So I get my bassoon, I get get outside, and I busk, like, my life depended on it. And I get the money together. Your life does depend on it. <laughs> and wow. so I get to the gig, and I've got my, 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 my bed, and then yeah. I'm sitting in there, and it's, I'm excited. You know, I'm going to see the Sun Ra Orchestra for my birthday. Mm. This is going to be amazing. Um, and, um, I mean, I'd, I'd seen them before, because um, I did this thing, a couple of years in Guelph at the Guelph Jazz Festival where they were doing a parade and I was playing with the Woodchoppers yeah. and we also played the parade. Um, but um, but to, you know, to, to watch them do a whole show was like, oh my goodness. And, and mm-hmm. there were various other musicians. I mean, it wasn't as attentive as I would have thought it would be, but we were all the people there were like, we're going we're gonna to get something amazing. Yeah. And, and it was. And it was just mind-blowing. And I'm thinking... This is the perfect way to spend your birthday. Man. Listen to them. And, and then the only thing to say, there's only one way this could be more amazing than this. And this was the stupidest thing to ever think about. And, and it would just shut your brain up because that's, that's, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, this is amazing. 
And then intermission comes in and hang out talking to music. Everybody's like, wow, it's just mind-blowing. It's just, just amazing because they're, they're, they're swing, they're jazz, they're, they're bop, they're, they're, they're avant-garde, they're, they're everything all at once in a vibrant, living, um, not museum kind of package thing. They're, they're, they've got the, ed, the live edge is there and it's, it's real. It's real jazz. It's not, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not what I call museum jazz. Sure, it's, it's, sure, they're, sure, they're, sure. they're the real thing and yeah. they're, they're doing it live and it's live. Um, and so it just, I mean, and so at one point, um, I started talking to the saxophone player, local saxophone player, and he says, oh yeah, you know, I'm just trying to keep, I'm gonna keep cool, I'm not going to drink it today because um, um, I'm going to sit, sit in with them. I thought, oh man, he's so lucky. Yeah. And he says, yo, have you ever met these guys? He says, I remember, you know, um, and you see, because you know, I, I remember you when you play, you played with this other band, the Subtonic Monks, and I was doing this gig with Salome Bay, and she had our our guys come down to watch your band do your thing, mm. and and we were blown away by the the way you guys were. It would, the Subtonic Monks is a f- improvised group, and we did a whole, we we got a week at the National Arts Center in the um, Sunflower Room, Tunisol, uh, Yeah, sure, and. Um, and we just, we, you know, and we, every night we just go and create a whole night of music. It was wow. magic. Wow. Anyway, Salome Bay had the band come and check us out. So you got to see what these young kids are doing. This is really amazing. So he remembered me from that. Wow. And so he says, I'm going to introduce you to, um, to Marshall Allen. So, <sighs> so it brings me up to Marshall yeah. Allen. Says, oh, yeah, hi, this is my, this is Jeff. He's this wonderful bassoon player. And, and, and Marshall's really yeah. Bassoon, yeah, we used to have a bassoon player. I said, yeah, I know Jack, Jack Jackson. Yeah, he passed away in '79. Yeah. You know, wow. You know, last time we saw a bassoon doing jazz was like last time I was here in Canada. I was up in Guelph. Was that the Guelph Jazz Festival? Yeah, with the Woodchoppers. Yeah, that was those are the guys. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. And he yes. says, "Wow, I liked your playing. It's a shame you don't have your horn with you." Well, actually, my horn's under my chair. How'd you like to sit in with us? <laughs> Cape on. Yeah, then that's when they robed you. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, yeah. okay, go get go with Mike, and he'll get you one of the robes, and then the sound man can wire you up to, into the into the, 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 the stage. And so, um, I got one of the robes, like, and then Howard wires me up, and he's laughing his head off because you know a couple hours ago I was calling him to let me watch them sound check. <laughs> but that's how you do it. That's how you got into the yeah the pussy corpse too across the just, street from where we were playing in Montreal. Just be ready you to just do it. kind of have a bassoon on you and find a gig in a in a, in a mm. would you call that a strip joint? I don't even know what that uh, place was. More like um, a, 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 uh, uh, a like a, a parlor. A gentleman's club. Gentleman's club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're and they're there all you are part playing the for the owner and his wife. What is wrong with you? You'll find a gig. I mean, but that's awesome because you could <laughs> squeeze a gig out of anywhere. Well, a part of it is I love playing. You I do just love playing, and I love being able to make somebody happy. But you by playing and Jeff for them. also plays in like uh, we won't even get into the whole. Uh, Pirate, the Renaissance. Uh, Renaissance. He does a and whole bunch of. He does like fake Renaissance wars stuff and um, I've, I've, fairies. I've been He's a member of the fairy with, club with the um, Society for Creative Anachronists, hmm. and and they Whoa. they do historical recreation, hmm. and so the people within the group that their interest is combat, so they'll actually dress up in armor yeah, and yeah. fight in armor. My interest is mostly music and dance, so I'll I'll go in costume and play. Renaissance dance music See? for dancers. So avant-garde jazz, Renaissance jazz, uh, Renaissance uh, bassoon. And, it's amazing. And, and penny and, whistle. And penny whistle, whistle and, yeah. and and folk and and everything else in between. You love uh, playing. You I love, love playing. playing. I love being able to use this thing to to connect people and, and make them smile. Mm-hmm. So so see, you'd make me happy if I could pl- if you play. So I just like okay, I'll do that. You know, yeah. And and um. And and it just it's that's I love my, it. my journey has been it's just... the matrix still though it's it's seeing <laughs> you see it bringing it uh, you just have your instrument and it all just kind of falls into place yeah, yeah yeah you're you're like always in the right place at the right time when it comes to 
find like just plant. I mean, even the Boing Boing thing of uh-huh. like just like where were you? What festival oh, was that? That was the Cold Water Steampunk Festival. You see, and yeah. that was a, that was again. It was a last minute gig where um, were you booked for that, or did you um, just kind of stumble upon a street corner and boom? There's a. I was kind of well. What happened was yeah. I I'd played in um the one of the Toronto Steampunk events. Yeah. And. Um, one of the people involved and said, you know, I remember seeing you playing. I really liked it. It'd be nice if you could come up to Coldwater. I said, well, okay, well, I, okay. I don't know if I can, but um, we'll see what can happen. And, and so in the midst of it, it's like, sort of like, we sort of talk about it. And then about day before, it's like, okay, we, we'll get some, we have somebody who will come down, pick you up, and drive you up to this. And we'll, we'll have this, um, we have this sort of drop-in house so you can stay there. And so, like, it was like... It, I was invited, but everything was kind of, we'll just sort of see what happens. So, like, it was, it's not like, okay, here's the itinerary for the day. Mm. It's like, if you're willing to come up, we're willing to do whatever's necessary to make sure things work out okay. And um, and I was like, okay, I'm op- being open to whatever happened. And, um, and so in this case, I was, you know, where would you like me to set up? Um, well, how about, okay, that sounds good. So I'll set up here, and I'm playing, and across from me is this blacksmith, Who's um, he's, he's he's doing, you know, people. He's, he's got a couple of things he shows, and people say, "Oh, I like that." You know, or, could you do a variation of that? And he would like make something there on the spot for them. Wow. And so while I was playing, he, um, you know, actually, I the tune that I played, I'd been thinking about playing. This is the Daft Punk. The, the Daft Punk thing. So I'd sort of rolled the idea of how it might work, and I was like, "Gee." Um, so I'm, I'm playing stuff I know and and making up stuff and every once in a while let's try let's try something let's experiment see how this works. So this was like you know I you know it's kind of quiet now there's not too many people let's see if I can work this around. So I was like okay, the chords now B minor D major F sharp minor okay all right so if I do this and then I start so I start trying the line you know yeah. okay here's yeah. the, here's one harmony line to another harmony line. Okay. And you're working with pipe. pedals. I'm working with a pedal. So the pedal basically is just a temporary recording device. It has about a 28-second time space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so whatever I do, I have to sort of think of how I can take the core elements and make it fit into this 28-second right. limit. Um, and so I, I roll it into my head, and I give it a try, and then I tap on my bassoon to give a sort of a percussion-y kind of effect. And and so I wanted to try it on bassoon. I said, you know, I've got the, I'm, I mean, I'm going back and forth between the bassoon and the theremin. It might sound kind of cool having the melody on the theremin. Let's see if I can pull this off. Um, now we're talking about a Daft Punk song. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, um, what song are we talking Get about? Lucky in this Get case. Lucky. Okay. Getting Lucky. Um, and Get so, lucky. Um, so then I start, so the, the loops a couple times, and then, okay, da, wow. da, 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 and I start playing it. Yeah. And so it's not, I hadn't, the thing is, I hadn't rehearsed it. I it know was, that. You, it was just you sort of posted that on Facebook after it went like yeah, crazy it like, viral. On... <laughs> like, is there a video of this? There's a yeah. video of Jeff on Boing Boing doing oh this God. doing this tune. So uh, that's the on crazy Theremin thing. So it was like the first time I tried it. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? Industry tactics. <laughs> yeah, and wow. and it, it wow. worked, right? Um, and I mean, like, I mean, listening back, I can hear. Okay, my pitch dropped a little bit there, and my my I can. There's one or two places where my my timing is not as precise as I'd want it to be. Yeah, sure. I mean, I could critique the crap out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the overall flow of the presentation was intact, yeah. and it was it was and entertaining. What, what was the reception uh, in the moment? Um, in the moment, um, people really liked it. They yeah. were they were there and like wow, like clapping yeah. here, but yeah. and and then um, the blacksmith put it up and it was the blacksmith like blacksmith is is the culprit yeah that's wow. that's why you th- that the <laughs> so the original amazing. link is level i think he calls himself level one blacksmith or something like that okay. it's, it's, i gotta find that um, yeah me too well it's if you really um cool. you could it's on boing boing it's it? on if boing boing theremin... if a couple ways you could do a theremin bassoon yeah. lucky Daft if you do yeah. if you do jeff burke lucky yeah um okay any, right. any combination of that okay. um and wow. Uh, did it change your life to, to, uh, to have, what, how did that, it's, what did that oh, do? Um, was it interesting? Like it, it was, it was, it was, it was surprising. Like for me, as it got posted yeah. and I figured, okay, I'll, I'll get, a, you know, some feedback from friends. Cause you know, things get posted on YouTube all the time. So, yeah. well, that's good. Cool, cool. And you'll, you'll get, I'm expecting to get 20 or 30, maybe 50 hits. And after a while, that's, that's sort of it. So, um, 
the next day it was up to 50 hits. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, and then it's the following day. And, and, and I'm getting comments from that. That's, that's awesome, Jeff. Da, da, da. And then I started getting comments from other people. And like my phone is starting to blow. Like I, I get some of my, my, uh, my feedback going yeah, into yeah. my phone. Straight into your ear. Um, <laughs> well, now yeah, me yeah, in my yeah. ear. Yeah. But all of a sudden it was like, Wow. Who are these people? Like, 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 you know, like, all of a sudden, you know, you've gotten, you've gotten, um, you know, seventy-five messages. What? For, for what? For who? Wow. And so then I, I go on my oh. Facebook, and then there, there are comments from, lots of comments, and <laughs> and only about half of them are from people I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so I start checking. So I check the YouTube thing, and it's gone from fifty, to like like six hundred. In, right. in that one day. Right. And so um, I think that morning, I'm going to a wedding. I'm playing at um, uh, my girlfriend's friend's wedding. Mm. And, um, did I, did I, hang on, I don't know if I played or not. But I'm at the wedding. I can't remember either. I think I did play. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, so did, I'm did, at the wedding. You play, did you play the wedding? I think I played the wedding. Are you sure? I'm not sure. I I play weddings, <laughs> that's but no. the key thing is I'm 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 somewhere else and I'm checking, um, I'm so at the wedding I sort of check messages and all of a sudden it's like, it's at fifteen hundred like it's just like yeah. it's just jumped a thousand in an hour. Well, is that after it had been on Boeing the Boeing? That, Boeing? That's yeah, like after the Boeing like from the Boeing Boeing it like jumped up like so to five hundred. What would it be at now? Well, it's uh, here's where it gets crazy. It's okay. at um, I think somewhere around one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty thousand. There you good. go, pretty good. And at one point, Industry I tactics. I got contacted by a um, a what do you call them a a video videographer a video promotion company. Right, right. Oh. and so they asked if if I well they first asked this blacksmith if they could license it because <laughs> the they we got to find this blacksmith <laughs> man. He's great. That's he's so a great amazing. dude. He does some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he said no. Well. <laughs> I, I mean I I know I videotaped it, but this is Jeff. So if you want to if you want to do something in terms of licensing, you should approach the guy that actually played. Oh, that's okay. nice. So it was really kind of, I mean, this the loyal the, blacksmith. He's yeah, decent straight up straight yeah. up guy. Yeah. So yeah. they contact cool. me, and so I said, oh, okay, well, because I mean I did the videos up there, hmm. but I I don't know anything about how would how would I promote it or how would I'd get you know more people to check it out. So. Um, if you guys can do something with it, um, um, monetize it as they call it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. um, I'll, I'll make some kind of deal because um, I can't do any monetizing. Yeah, yeah, with it. So, so, um, so I sign it. So I get, I think it was like ninety or nine. It was like ninety or ninety-five percent for me, and then the rest for them. And um, and they they just seem to try to be a clearinghouse of of viral videos. Mm-hmm. Now, um, wow. by the time we got through all the paperwork, it it already kind of reached its major peak so i'm still i'm getting bits of money but um i think the first month i got like they worked out to about three dollars and seventy cents and but the thing is it's still in the hundred thousand range i think as far as i can tell the the people that are making it up to a million yes it's the people the people that are making crazy money are are getting you know a million to a hundred million hits and Uh, and at that point well i mean yeah. yeah if i'm getting three bucks at a uh, hundred thousand. That do then, the math. Do the yeah, math. So yeah, let's exactly. do the hundred million. Yeah, hundred. Uh, yeah, a uh, uh, a million hits would get we, you thirty thousand dollars. So it just it. Uh, um, Pretty thir- good. Yeah. Is, that, is that right? No, yeah. th- no, thirty thousand. Right. Yeah. Th- uh, no, thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 The math is right. Wow. The math is checked and uh, polished. Thirty-seven. Thirty thousand. No, no, no. It was three dollars and seventy cents. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Got to keep the numbers right. right. All right. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, but if you get in a hundred million, then then you you are making coin. And, and people, All the, right. those guys are making. We they're making a living doing that. Yeah. You should do that. So I'm I'm actually that should I'm working on some other crazy things, some other ones. So I'm I'm trying to see if I can come up with a decent version of um, the Uptown Funk. That seems to be a... Oh. Don't try, though. Don't try. Don't try. Don't try. Well, I'm not, no, it's not remember, about trying. Remember, the blacksmith just kind of uh, picked yeah. you up well, naturally. It's, it's about... But, well, see, when I, do these, when I do these things, I don't really... 
you know, I'm not trying to be fair. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to present the tunes so people will smile. So, it's, see if I or cry. So it's, or yeah. cry exactly. Yeah, well, there's stuff that can make people cry too. You almost made me cry that one night at the Cameron House when you opened for us and you played some Radiohead tune on bassoon. Uh, creep. And, oh fuck! It was really great when you got so high with the theremin. So when did the theremin come into your work? When did you first start? How did that work? Gives me about six years okay. now. I, I'm curious. Uh-huh. I I, yeah. I know what a theremin looks like yeah. and the sound that it makes, but I don't actually know what a theremin is. And how Jeff Berg and how it, it's the it's, it's a it's a electrical device. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the earliest electronic instruments, and and for all intents and purposes, it's the predecessor to um, our modern synthesizer. Right. Um, Leon Theremin, uh, born eighteen ninety six. Yeah, sure. Um, he um, he was a Russian scientist, and while he was working on um, some some his equipment, uh, he hit upon this particular effect that has been kind of known, but it was it was particularly pronounced in what he was doing, and that is that um, certain circuits, when set sensitive enough, will um, change depending on objects nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that do electronics, it's the capacitance that's being manipulated, and so we've most most people have seen it mostly with TVs or radios, where you have a have a signal that's where it is, and as you walk up to the TV or the radio, the signal gets better, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or you can just just you can just make various yeah. effects, and what's happening is your body. Mm-hmm. Um, its capacitance is interacting with that of the circuit mm. and changing it in the same way that a tuning knob might. So wow. anyway, he had this idea, well, if I can make, if I have a device that I'm changing things around just by moving it, I could make things where instead of using a physical knob, you know, instead of a volume knob, mm. I could have this volume electrode mm-hmm. by just moving around. And instead of, you know, moving the p- pitch up and down, you know, on a knob of an oscilloscope or a um, a um, signal generator do the same thing with a device. So you've got um, the box with the electronics and a um, pitch electrode and a volume electrode and you have control of those two parameters and in terms of playing it you basically teach yourself how to aim for the note that you want to have um, because there's no physical markings for it. You well, I mean, like any other instrument, you picture the note you want to have, and you do the physical thing that gets the right. the note. But whereas um, on instruments like a piano or a bassoon, there's a key or right. you know a string, um, it's a place in space that you just find, Crazy. and then you respond. You you learn to sort of react. It's um, a place in space, all right. It's yeah. a place in space. That's. That's not place your is, life. That's place your life. is the space. That's exactly. <laughs> it's a, and a machine, uh-huh. a bit of a machine yeah. to it. Yeah. So, uh, the only the only familiarity I have is like the Jimmy Page playing the theremin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's done some. It, it's, it's, I, but I don't think he's a, probably a particularly good theremin player. I remember. I've yeah. never been that impressed. As much by of it. as much of a, <laughs> a fan yeah. of what they do, yeah. um, he's he's mostly playing. He's playing around with it, and and a lot of the times, you'll f- see a theremin used. Purely as a sound effect, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what he's well, I mean, in, right. all instruments are sound effects, but um, not a lot of the people that use it um, use it with the deliberation of, okay, I'm going to get these particular notes. It's yeah. a, you know, whatever effect that they can can get. Um, it's it's a lot more work learning how to, you know, da, finding that note mm-hmm. and and then using it repeatedly. And keeping it in tune, because that's the that's the big challenge on it is, don't move. With most instruments, <laughs> you're once you're in tune, you're in tune, or you know, if the tuning will drip, it'll be very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're actively responsible for your intonation all the time. So, whatever you're doing, half of your concentration is stay in tune, stay it's, in tune, stay it, in tune. You're such a beautiful. The addition of it into your realm, though, is like it's high end. Uh-huh. So it's like yeah. Is like here you are creating a loop or a bed of your bassoon medium loops, low pitches, yeah. lower stuff, uh-huh. and then when you bring in that theremin into the mix of just singing on top, it's really a nice. Well, I don't, I'm obviously uh-huh. preaching to the choir, and but you it's, sing it, as well. It's so beautiful. Well, he sings kind of. Sorry, he makes the theremin sing, sing uh-huh. right? You know, 
You um, do sing, though. I do sing. You I sing privately. I, actually, I did karaoke. Harry, heavy last, metal. Last night. <laughs> heavy metal karaoke. Yeah. No, no, what today is? I know it was Wednesday night. I, oh. oh, actually, no, I did do karaoke last night. Is, is <laughs> the, let me get this straight. We're, it's Friday at about, what, 7? Yeah. It's Friday at 7 right now. And this is probably still your Wednesday night, right? Uh, actually, this is the one exception. When was the I, last time you slept? I did sleep. I did sleep this morning. Beautiful. Like okay. between. Okay. I'm between, just checking. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just checking. So sometimes I have. Well, well, the way I'll phrase it is, you know, if I'm at a Thursday rehearsal and I hadn't, I've been awake since Wednesday. I'll just say, "Hi, Brits. It's still my Wednesday." <laughs> but it, it's so beautiful, man. I just, I love the fact that, like, the one thing I learned about you, because I don't think we've ever spoken yeah. about. Um, you know, I wouldn't ask the fucking rude question if we weren't doing such a silly project here with this podcast. But, uh, you know, do you do you drink? It's a dumb, it's a dumb question well, to ask in a way, right? But it's but it's okay. really no, fascinating for right. me to get to know that about you because mm. I've never had. You, like it, it actually right. explains something to me about you. It's like, no, man, I don't. I'm just my addiction is just filling my fucking head with so much shit. Yes. And it's good. It's all good shit, uh, right? It's I get drunk. I, I get, drunk get drunk on knowledge. On, yeah, but it's like... And, and, and creating music. You go binge reading. Like, you, you go <laughs> binge karaoke-ing. Or binge, yes. You binge music, right? Like, yeah. It's amazing. It's really fucked up. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. How did you two guys meet? That's a great question. Bob uh, Wiseman. Bobby Wiseman. Bob Wiseman connected us. us. Who's yeah. Bob Wiseman? Uh, Bob Wiseman. Uh, piano is, player. Uh, yeah, Toronto piano. He's on the list of uh, he, uh, of people I would love to interview for this. Okay. But he he connected us. I remember mm-hmm. Bob. I asked he, I asked Bob uh, if he knew any. Why would I ask Bob if he knew any bassoon players? Oh yeah, I guess he was, cause I was he, looking because he was uh, arranging stuff. And yeah. you were looking. You, you thought that might be a sound to for for that for incarnation of of the. Um, Lollipop people. Yeah, yeah, and he connected us, uh-huh. and uh, the rest is history. But yeah, yeah and, fascinating. Um, I met Bob through Fat Alberts. Was a, 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 a I'm use that iconic word. It's it's a folk club that's been around for for decades and decades. Apparently, one Neil Young was was a young kid trying to figure out how to play guitar. That's one of the early places that he sort of plucked out. I've mean, okay. heard some of the stories of him learning. Like you know, he was on. What did he say? He's he was always out of tune and didn't really know what he was doing. <laughs> this is what Ray would say. Yeah. Um, but um, um, I used to, when I was in university, um, I was, I'd already started playing popular music just as a, my own little um, uh, sort of training thing of trying to figure, listen to the radio and trying to figure out how a song went together. And um, so when I came to U of T and I moved back to Toronto, I started going to to folk clubs and and um, jam sessions, just trying to see how I could incorporate the bassoon, and I started. I f- that's when I sort of discovered I could hear somebody's original tune and kind of figure it out on the fly. Mm. And so I, I would go. I would do a couple of my own it's a tunes. Puzzle. It's a, you're it's always a puzzle. solving puzzles. Yeah, yeah. that's basically it really that, is. that's I what it, it. it's. It's about it's about musical puzzles, yeah. and and yeah. and that's yeah. that's. That's the fun. It sounds like you don't also draw kind of um, cultural class distinctions between pop music and, say, jazz or avant-garde. And you're just you're in classical. You're in uh, you're into all, all of it, it. and um, experimenting and, with all and, of it. and world music stuff as well. And world music, yeah. 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 See, that's that, I mean, uh, that's interesting. That's it a really good. Is. That's a good quality, I think, mm. in in a person, a musician. Yeah. yeah. Because what's good in pop music right now? What do you What do you like? Anything in particular? Uh, uh, I in them. I mean, Get Lucky's pretty uh, relevant. That's uh, a, yeah, yeah. It's the one that sort of jumped in. But it's it's funny nowadays. Um, I I like bits and pieces of it. Not, I I would say not a lot of it immediately grabs me. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um. But I'm responsive to what, you know, I'm also checking to see what it is that people are reacting mm-hmm. to. And so, um, I mean, I've definitely learned stuff that I may think, ah, uh, you know, maybe not so good a tune, but maybe I can find a way of making it interesting. And, and as one of the odd compliments I get when I'm playing in the subway is, you know, um, I have somebody, oh, I hate that band. 
but I really love hearing you do that song. And I've had I've mm. I've run into people yeah. that hated you too, but you know they'll say you know they'll you know after hearing me doing a, a couple arrangements with you they'll they'll ask for me to do my arrangement of of a U two song which yeah. is a band they hate. Right. Um, and I've heard other 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 things that um that some of the ways that I reconceive the songs or just arrange it with the bassoon um, takes it to a different place. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, there, oh, there's so much. <laughs> it's a well, your, your whole We've got to do a two-parter. <laughs> Are we at, we're at our we're, limit, we're eh? At, well, no, we're at an hour. Uh, wow, uh, JD. Just, just under an hour. <laughs> yeah, wow, you, that's you, let, you, you, got a, you got a gift. You got a gift. All right, well, we won't... We, won't, okay, uh, we can go on. We can do... 15 more minutes. Yeah, let's do just let's kind of know that we've hit the hour mark here. Okay. Whatever you want to ask. Where where are you? uh, What's coming up for you? Yeah. (sighs) Nice. Um, Okay. We're doing some stuff apart from that. I'm going to be doing some stuff with with, with Rich. That's going to be kind of cool. Where's that? Exciting. And and the lineup. That's kind of. Yeah, man. What what sort of way do you think of. Let's get some of the, the, the crazy cast. the old cassidy. spice in the old... Yeah. Uh, Are we talking about uh, live? Yeah. Where Just about? a two-day project. in uh, One in Toronto, one in, in St. Second. Catharines. Uh-huh. And it's just a unique lineup. I just mm. wanted to shake things up. Well, that's so. a, that was the thing that got... I mean, among other things, when you first playing with, with the lollipop people, your lineup was, was already very, very unique. Like, like when I heard the lineup, I was like, this is going to be cool, you know. I like. I'm putting together a band. It'll have harpsichord, and accordion, mm. and harp, and bassoon, and clarinet, and trombone, and banjo, mm-hmm. and and drums and bass. Those are some fun recordings. <laughs> times. And, yeah. and, and and always the look of people's face when I said, "Okay, this is what well, this is the band that I play." You know, so what kind of band it is? Well, um, I think I called it avant-garde pop cabaret. Was the that was the simplest compressed way yeah. I could describe it. What, what, what would be your kind of uh, uh, genre words for the lollipop people? Oh, yeah. God. I try for Parma pop these uh, days because it's more like Italian inspired. There's uh, operatic vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember the time we went to New York? I used to waste so much money and lose so much fucking oh. money. Two vans, two minivans uh, without proper papers. Trying to cross the we border. We almost got pre- nailed at the border. We did almost um, get nailed at the border, yeah. Pre Nothing happened. No, no. Anybody from the border. Nothing happened to the border. We didn't. Nothing happened to the border. <laughs> it was yeah. thoroughly uneventful. Good paranoia. That's right. That's How right. long have you guys known each other? Well, that's a good... Oh, oh man. It's got to yeah. be at least... It's pre-9-11. That's 15 yeah. years. No, it's not. Yeah? Not, not, it's um... pre-9-11, man. Huh. Remember you left your fucking coat? You left your coat in in, 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 in Williamsburg, and then we were three hours on the way home, and you went. You woke up from one of your like the screensaver went on, and you went asleep for three hours, <laughs> and then woke up and said, "I left my coat, my Q one hundred seven. You had a Q one hundred seven rocks jacket, yeah, and you left I it wanted in Williamsburg. A, I wanted, I wanted at a guitar jam. Yeah, you told us that story, <laughs> and then he, and then we were just reminiscing about this the other day. Nichols was reminding me about this, and he said, well, when Jeff asked to go back.'" He asked to fucking yeah, that's true. Three hours, oh, two minivans just turn right that's... around. You did it. No, 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 no. It would be thoroughly. Oh, that was hilarious, uh, Jeff. But it's got to be at least fifteen years. Yeah. No, it can't be that long. It's probably that's... twelve years. Okay, let me think. I don't know. Um, around there, fifteen. Eleven would be fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. We're in twenty fifteen, two thousand and one. So it's fourteen. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Wait. Um. That can't be. It's. <laughs> But I mean, there was a two part because I remember you asked me yeah. to play. Initially, I wasn't able to. So Julie Shire did, I think, the first time. Yeah, Julie, Julie Shire. Um, so I mean, it could have been twenty years. Let's just because, make it an even twenty. Thirty-seven thousand. Because I'm just trying to think of whether it's, I don't know. The math is is tight. Because the what's running through my head is I'm in the the place with my we're still living with my ex, and it was just before my daughter was. No, 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 your no. daughter's always she, been in. She's always in, there. In okay, the world. okay. So it's yeah. after she's been born. Sorry. Okay. And how old's your daughter? She she will be twenty in May. Lord have mercy. Yeah. So between yeah. fifteen and twenty years. Yeah. 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 Jeff Burke. Oh man, what a slice! What a thing yeah. of beauty it is to, uh, to know you and and work with you. And that like, 
And working with you last summer was a, a joy, or uh, that two summers ago with yeah. the Scheherazade project. That was fun. Yeah. It was a bloody joy. Um, and you, Rich, are, you're an incredible mind, too. The sort of, you, you've got this um, wonderful, wonderful combination, like, the way you conceive of ensembles, the way you conceive of projects, and right. that you're able to bridge this gap, because there's a lot of things about your projects that are kind of messed up. Mm. You're out there. You're brilliantly out there. And you can take your out there idea and package it and present it to the straight edge people, and they'll say, yeah, we'll give you money to do that. <laughs> You've got, I mean, not many people can take a crazy idea and make it seem so reasonable that the people with the purse strings say, we should be doing this and mm. make it happen. You make... That's it. It's, you make stuff happen in a way that a lot of people don't, and that's that's one thing that's always been incredible being around you is the right the way you there. can just make things happen, and 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 they're beyond words, and then and then even though we know what's going to happen, they they always end up being more than that. With that Shahrazad project, I learned a lot about like the I the, part of the project was I had to journal about it for this research that they were doing, and, and uh, wrote a lot about you in there because uh, I was you know you Gregorio like Nickel uh, like guys guys that I've worked with for I guess over fifteen years mm -hmm. now, and I wrote something to the effect of. I loved having you there, even though, like, I knew, and God knows you were trying so hard to be on time, and you fucking worked well, I was it. all and over the... Well, no, I mean, you were beautiful. You went, like, back to Toronto and then back to Guelph, and you really worked hard. I know that, Jeff. I know uh, that. And I'm like, man, I, I put you there almost as, like, comfort food. Of like, okay, I'm working with like 75 people I've never met before. And you need a few I anchor need, points. Like, I need... 75 people? It was a bigger it was, it was, ensemble. It was a massive. And it's project. like, I need my staple. I need my bassoon with theremin in the corner what, doing this thing. The, like, what was this project? It was a crazy project in Guelph uh, with the Guelph Jazz Festival right. two years ago. Okay. Where we redid... Uh, Scheherazade. Yeah, Scheherazade by Rimsky-Gorsakov. And I called on like all of and my... And what were, what were you doing? We rearranged it. What were you doing? I, I, oh, I, I was were... working with a bunch of different community groups out there and right. in, in right. rearranging the tune. Right. And I so. brought in some, like, people like yourself, Jeff. Heavy hitters. Right? Yeah, heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. But people that I knew I can rely on. And I, that's how I... I mean, I, I love the collaboration and... Uh -huh. and uh, yeah, now, man. I just have and a always, question. Always but, hurts me when I feel I let you down. That's, that's, no, that's no, you never do. And I want you to know that it always hurts me when I yell at you. Oh, so there, well, I usually feel that. I deserve it. <laughs> no, man. I'm like, you know what I realized about that golf uh, project? I'm like, fuck. There I am again, five in the morning, yelling at Jeff Burke. When I know what I'm getting into with you, that's uh, why I call you and like I. So uh, I I do openly apologize about that. Uh, that I don't. You, I, I'm going to stop yelling I at you. openly forgive you. Is Thank the you. assumption that when you when you get the services of Jeff, you yeah. you take certain things certain with, the, with the quality of the the music, the musicianship, you take on personality. Yeah. That's totally it, man. Come on. There's only one JB, <laughs> and that's, that's 100% it. You can definitely find right. another bassoonist in the city of Toronto or Hamilton or wherever yeah. the hell. But so, not a bassoon theremin. But not, it's the whole package. Not not the all-night Dan who, Brown. Who was only, you said, what, five minutes late for Only today. five minutes late, worked it hard, and, uh, and, and, and without the screensaver, it, you're only going to find one one Jeff Burke on the planet, man. Yeah. It's a thing wow. of beauty. Um, the thing is, if, if there's a project that, that I'm involved in, um, I'm mentally, emotionally, musically committed to it, and I will do everything in my power to, to make it special. We're done. Enough said. Good night. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that concludes the first episode of Industry Tactics with Friendly Rich. Wasn't Jeff Burke great? Um, if you want to check out the uh, the Boing Boing link that we talked about, we're going to put that up on our Twitter along with photos of Jeff. So it's at Industry Tactics. If you want to support the show, we would greatly appreciate that. Every dollar counts. And then we're at uh, patreon.com slash industry tactics. On the next episode, we're going to dive deep with a wizard, another wizard, Dave Clark. So um, please come back, won't you? We'll see you soon. Thank you, friends.